painted walls and hardwood floors. Chapter 4. Don't even say it. In the second week of living with Nicole Hot, Waverley arrived home from work on a Monday night to find her sexy, thoughtful, considerate firefighting roommate cleaning the fucking chimney. In sweatshorts and a very tight, very sooty tank. Hey, Wave! Nicole's muffled voice called out from the depths of the fireplace. Her back and her exposed shoulders strained as she worked the sweeping brush, rendering Waverley unable to do anything but hum in response. She sighed, sinking down into the couch in direct view of the perfectly rounded curves of the redhead's ass. Waverley was so lost in her own fantasies that she barely noticed her roommate turn around, or the soft cough that the redhead gave in an effort to gain her attention. Until she cleared her throat for the second time, her eyebrow quirked over the dusk mask that protected her lower face, and somehow Waverley could feel the smirk buried below the fabric. Waverley blushed, knowing damn well her flushed cheeks and wide eyes betrayed every one of her inner thoughts. She swallowed thickly, her palms growing clammy under the knowing gaze of mocker eyes, and did the only things that she could in the moment. She threw a playground insult. This is an improvement. She kept her expression deadpan, waving a hand around the half of Nicole's face covered by her dust mask. Nicole narrowed her eyes, scowling playfully as she pulled the mask down. You talk a big game for someone who's just swooned over my ass. I never once looked at your ass, Waverly huffed. Her eyes immediately dropped to the curves of Nicole's chest and she blushed deeply. Nicole grinned, flexing her biceps as she cheekily lifted the hem of her tank above her stomach, using the material to wipe the soot from her face. Waverly bit her lip, her body committing the ultimate betrayal as an unmistakably strangled sound of approval forced its way from the back of her throat. She cringed. Damn her sexuality to all hell. Fuck you, she grumbled, her lips twitching at the triumphant grin on Nicole's face. She flounced from the room, her stomach flipping and a soft chuckle falling from her lips at the, at the grin she could hear in the redhead's voice as it called after her. At least buy me dinner first, up. It had been like this all week. The flirty back and forth was only getting more outrageous the more comfortable they grew around each other, and so was Waverley's crush. Between the blatant heat and the softer trust that continued to grow between them as they connected. She had given up trying to pretend she wasn't an incompetent mess whenever Nicole was so much as breathed a little sexier. Instead, it had become an unspoken game, a challenge, a goddamn war. Waverly grinned as she changed, swapping her work clothes for a deep red sports bra and black yoga pants and grabbing her mat before heading back out to the living room. She could feel Nicole's eyes tracing her, but she refused to meet them as she made a deliberate show of rolling her mat out in front of the couch, making sure the angle was just right to be in her roommate's direct line of sight whenever her head wasn't buried in the fireplace. She closed her eyes, determined not to look at the redhead as she began her stretches. She bit back a grin, her chest swelling with smug pride at the lack of sound from the fireplace, suggesting that Nicole was yet to move. Just gonna go ahead and do that right there, huh? Nicole's knowing tone was teasing as she called Waverly out. Her voice was low, a subtle break betraying the impact that the brunette knew she was having. I'm sorry, is this distracting you? Waverly kept her voice honeyed, sweetness and light. No? Waverly cracked an eye open, grinning as Nicole started, turning hastily back to the chimney and fumbling with the sweet brush. 
As the redhead continued her work, Waverly upped the ante. She turned around, her back to Nicole as she lifted herself up onto her forearms and then slowly raised her body into a scorpion pose. The shuffling behind her stopped and she chuckled softly. She held her pose for a minute, then lowered her legs, rolling her body deliberately slowly as she sank her hips onto the floor. She grinned triumphantly as the immediate immediate thud and a yelp sounded behind her. She turned around, her eyes widening and her stomach shaking as she held back the laughter. Nicole was covered in soot. Waverly bit her cheek as her eyes roamed the blackened red hair and stained skin down to the now filthy grey of her tank and the black of her shoulders. Nicole screwed her eyes shut, her lips drawn tight and sighed heavily through her nose. Do you need to be hosed down, firefighter? Waverly grinned. Arsehole, Nicole mumbled, her shoulders deflating as she shook her head. I've waited two weeks for the perfect opportunity to use that line. In the third week, Waverly arrived home on a Thursday night to the smell of garlic and thyme filling the kitchen and some kind of ridiculous miniature golf course winding its way across the entirety of the living room floor. She found her roommate behind the couch, lining up a tiny plastic golf ball on a suction cup tee. What are you doing? Waverly leaned against the doorway, chuckling as the redhead jumped. Nicole beamed brightly at her as she recovered, giving a frankly adorable half-waving greeting. Did such stupid things have to flip Waverly's stomach so damn hard? Cooking my favourite roommate, Nicole tilted her head towards Waverly with a smirk. The best mushroom stroganoff you will ever eat in your life. Adorable, Waverly grinned, but I meant with the tiny cabot links. Now, I don't know if you've ever played miniature golf herb, but it's a very tricky little game. Nicole's eyes sparkled playfully as her face took on a serious expression. She held up the most pathetic looking little plastic golf club Waverly had ever seen. I think it's probably best I show you how to swing this thing. Waverly scoffed, grabbing the club from Nicole's hand and nodging her aside with her hip. In a deliberate effort to wiggle her arse as she lined up her shot, as she whooped as she immediately putted the tiny ball straight over the plastic arch into the half ring that represented the hole. Hole in one! Nicole watched for a moment, her face blank. She shrugged. Well, that's a shame. A shame? Waverly raised an eyebrow. I was hoping to get all close and personal and show you how to swing. Waverly's stomach dropped, heat searing instantly between her thighs at the thought of Nicole pressed up close behind her, her arms wrapped around her, her hips tight against the brunette's arse as she guided their movements. Fluke? She blurted out. Nope. Nicole shook her head, holding her hands up in dismissal. It was a complete fluke. Which end is the handle? Waverly screwed her face up, holding the club out between her thumb and forefinger, looking at it with mock bewilderment. Lies. Waverly took another swing, deliberately letting go of the handle as she brought the club forwards. She winced as it flew at Nicole. Redhead hurtled herself melodramatically over the back of the couch to avoid being hit. A violent lie. Waverly scrambled to retrieve the club, squealing as Nicole intercepted, grabbing her waist and hauling her over her shoulder in a fireman's lift. She only half bothered to struggle, if that. You're strong enough for weights, hustler. Nicole held her tight as she carried her into the kitchen, Waverly no longer even pretending to fight her. You can beat me with your tiny stick after dinner. In the fourth week, Waverly was at work when the fire alarm went off. She furrowed her brows, spinning round on her chair and standing up so that she could see over the partitions of the booths she shared with Chrissy and Jeremy. 
She scanned her eyes across the publishing office. There wasn't a planned drill today. She was the fire marshal, so she should know if there was. She looked first at Chrissy, then at Jeremy, who both shrugged, standing sluggishly to pull on their coats. Waverly reached under her desk, pulling out the ridiculously oversized yellow high-vis fire marshal jacket that she was instructed to wear in these situations. The jacket dwarfed her, the huge red lettering over the back spelling out fire marshal, creasing and distorting as the fabric folded over itself on her tiny frame. All right, everyone outside, this is not a drill. A frighteningly unhurried mix of groans and shuffles and apologetically ended phone calls rang out across the office as Waverly ushered her colleagues out of the building and across the small car park to the designated assembly point, Jeremy and Chrissy close behind her urging on the stragglers. She was halfway through taking the roll call when the fire truck roared into the lot, sirens blaring and blue lights flashing. Oh, pat a badger and call her Mary, this is not what she needed right now. She might have been reluctantly forced to admit to herself that she had a catatonic crush on her roommate, but she was a long way from confessing this to her friends, her best friends. Who could read her like a pop-up book for toddlers? She felt her cheeks flush dark and the heat trickle between her thighs, and she pronounced at least three names wrong as she watched Nicole jump from the truck, shouting orders at her colleagues as they ran into the building. Then she read her own name as Wavery. Jesus, Wavery, was that your roommate? Chris's voice sounded in Waverly's ears, but the syllables meant nothing. Her brain was dead on its feet in the middle of a graphic fantasy involving Nicole in her trousers and suspenders, the coat open over sexy black lingerie, the firefighter groaning as the brunette gave her a lap dance in her helmet. She started as Chrissy shoved her. What? I was just asking if that's your big, fat, ginormous crush. Chrissy smirked. No. It was a stubborn reflex. She didn't even know why she was bothering. So you do have a crush. Jeremy wrapped his arms around her shoulders as he appeared at her opposite side. No! I see, I see, Jeremy nodded and Waverly blushed deeper. So what I'm hearing is, you're desperately pining after your sexy roommate. No! Okay, okay, Jeremy held his hands up in defence, a knowing smirk across his lips. There was a pause for a brief moment and Waverly held her breath. She knew exactly what was coming, and she rolled her eyes before the words even left Chris's mouth. So how long have you had your giant crush? Fuck off, I do not have a crush on Nicole. It was weak and she knew it. She turned away from the building, fixing her eyes on the roll call clipboard as she wheeled her flushed cheeks to calm down. I don't wish to alarm you, but Waverly's super hot crush is heading this way, Jeremy grinned. Oh, for fuck's sake. She turned back to the building, her stomach flipping as she met Nicole's eyes and the redhead's cheeks broke into a dimpled grin. The firefighter's helmet was tucked under her arm, wispy tussles of red hair escaping the ruffled plait that sat beneath it. The thick coat was fastened up below her chin and Waverly was profoundly relieved that the suspenders were hidden from her treacherous eyes. I was going to ask who the fire marshal is around here. Nicole grinned, her eyes dropping over Waverly's body as she drew closer. But this very delectable piece of fashion has made my job much easier. Yep, that's me. Waverly cringed. Why was her voice so high? Fire Marshal. Marshal of Fire. 
The corners of Nicole's mouth twitched and her eyes flicked to Waverly's lips for the briefest of seconds before they found her gaze again, a light amusement dancing behind them. Waverly blushed, hyper aware of the burning eyes of her best friends not two feet behind her. Well, what's the... She gestured her hands aimlessly in the direction of the building in a desperate effort to take some control back of her flustered body. The situation? Right. The situation. Well, Miss Earp, this was not a false alarm. Nicole's voice changed almost instantly. There was something lower in its register, something authoritative that seeped into Waverley's veins like molten lava. She gripped the edges of her clipboard tightly, praying to Vulcan and Hephaestus that her heaving chest and burning skin weren't as obvious as they felt. There was a toaster on fire in the second floor kitchen. Luckily, the fire was only small and we were able to put it out almost instantly. But I do need to let you know that your fire extinguisher was placed much too close to the kitchen equipment. It should be placed by the door to allow easy access without too much risk of blockage from smoke or flames. Waverly was pretty sure she was on fire. She certainly hadn't ever expected to find herself so turned on by someone talking about toasters and fire extinguishers, but here she was, ready to rip her own pants off and present herself on the car park tarmac. She swallowed thickly. Can I trust you to take care of the readjustment of the safety equipment? Nicole raised a stern eyebrow, her voice firm but calm, and her eyes still soft. Yes, I'll sort it, sir. Waverly stuttered. She blanched immediately, and her desperate attempts to correct that humiliating mistake only made the giant metaphorical hole that she stood in feel deeper. Officer, Nicole, for fuck's sake. She might as well have thrown in a daddy or two while she was at it. She blushed deeply, her shoulders sinking in defeat as Nicole visibly bit back her laughter, her eyes glistening with amusement. If you could just sign here, please and then you're good to re-enter the building. Nicole handed her own clipboard over to Waverley, pointing out the box that she needed to print in and waited quietly for her to sign her name. She grinned as she took the board back, her voice lighter once more as she continued. Oh, and may I remind you, Miss Earp, that some kinks are better left in the bedroom. Oh, fuck off. Waverley's ears reddened, but she grinned at the familiar teasing tone in her roommate's voice. She gestured with one hand at Nicole's uniform, allowing her eyes to drop openly over it. I can't talk to you when you're wearing that. Well, come talk to me tonight when I'm not wearing it then. Nicole dropped her voice, wriggling her eyebrows and chuckled as Waverly scowled. Arsehole. Nicole smirked, then her eyes flicked up over Waverly's shoulder for the first time and she grinned. Hey, Jeremy, Chrissy. She raised her clipboard in greeting as she spoke their names, a wide, dimpled smile across her face. Presumably. Hey, Nicole. Jeremy beamed as he waved back. Sir? Chrissy smirked, giving a formal salute, and Nicole chuckled, her eyes flicking back to Waverley's in amusement. Waverley hid her face with her clipboard. See you tonight, Wave. Nicole winked, throwing one last dimpled grin in Waverley's direction before she turned to head back to the truck and her colleagues. Waverley watched her go. Her arse. She watched her arse go. So, what I'm hearing is... Jeremy's arm was back around her shoulder, and he pronounced every word with deliberate precision, his grin audible in his voice. Don't. 
Waverly cut him off with a resigned sigh. Don't even say it. In the fifth week, all of Waverly's Christmases came at once. She had made her regular trip into the town's small library, intent on returning her latest load of period drama books and fishing out her next read. The library was unusually busy, even for a Saturday, and she perused the small charity purchase stall behind the front desk as she waited in line to complete her checkout. The noise she made was almost inhuman. No way. Her heart hammered in her throat, threatening to burst forth in the girliest scream she was capable of making. This was a piece of raw gold that would undoubtedly stay apart for her very soul until her blood ran dry. She grinned, her fingers almost trembling with giddy excitement as she picked up the square wall calendar, the swirled white letters across the front almost mocking her in their dramatically breathtaking possibilities. Purgatory's finest, Emergency Services, 2021. She turned it over, her mouth dry with anticipation as she scanned the thumbnails. Her heart went from a full rodeo gallop to a lifeless standstill as she gripped the edge of the stall to keep from passing out, her blood rushing to her core and her pulse pounding in her ears as she found what she was looking for. She bought four, just in case. She pinned one in pride of place on the centre of the fridge, the spiral-bound pages open on a genuinely sickeningly sexy image of Purgatory's goddamn finest firefighter. Damp, ruffled red hair flowed over dirt-smeared shoulders, bare but for the straps of a black sports bra. She stood face on to the camera, her grease-stained abs just visible beneath her soft curves as she tensed. Her stance was wide, her suspenders hanging loosely over the legs of her scuffed, low-slung trousers. The real golden ticket, though, was the long-handled axe crossed behind her neck, the underside of her wrist holding it in place across her shoulders as she flexed her arms. Waverly licked her lips as she admired the new kitchen feature. She was beyond done lying about this to herself now. She was going for a really long shower before Nicole got home, and it would not be a cold one. Waverly was spread across a sofa, scrolling aimlessly on her phone when Nicole appeared in the archway between the kitchen and the living room. Her eyebrow quirked and her voice deadpan. Wave, why is the calendar on March next year? Why not? Waverly feigned innocence, biting back her smirk. It's the middle of October. I just like March, Waverly shrugged. Right. Waverly let the silence hang in the air for a few moments as Nicole flopped heavily onto the couch beside her, her lips twitching softly as she eyed the brunette expectantly. Hey Nicole! Waverly finally pushed her phone onto the coffee table, turning her attention to her roommate's face. Yes, Wave? When were you going to tell me that you were Ms. March in the firefighter calendar? She grinned. When I was absolutely certain, you weren't going to hang a half-naked photo of me in our kitchen. So, never? Waverly raised an eyebrow. Never. There was another moment of quiet, before Nicole silently hoisted herself from the couch and disappeared into the kitchen. Waverly buried her face behind a cushion to conceal her giggles as she heard the redhead groan, then sigh defeatedly. She steeled her face as her roommate's footsteps made their way back through the kitchen. Hey, Wave. Yes, Nick? Why am I every month? Waverly giggled, 
recalling the hour she had spent pasting and printing the same image onto all 12 pages with Jeremy's help. It's better that way, Nicole groaned. Arsehole. In the sixth week of living with Nicole Hot, Waverley was curled up in her pod chair in the garden on a Sunday afternoon, swaddled up under, under the blankets and reading her book. The late October weather held a bite that was a little too cold to be comfortable, but the crisp smell of autumn air had always been one of her favourite things, and she loved to embrace it as much as she could. She'd been trying to focus her mind on the pages of her book for hours, but all she could think about was Nicole, and she brought herself out here in the hopes that the air and the glow of the fairy lights would ease her racing mind. She'd been wrong. She was in a whole world of trouble, and she was powerless to even want to control it. Nicole was well and truly under her skin, with her sharp wit and her kind eyes and her easy way of making Waverly feel like she was alive, like she mattered the most. If she was honest with herself, the word crush was starting to feel more than a little inadequate. When they were in their bubble, it was the easiest thing in the world for Waverly to lose herself in the flirting and the softness and the closeness, and to forget that it wasn't real, that Nicole wasn't hers to touch or to kiss or to think about when she finally closed her bedroom door and writhed beneath her own fingers below the sheets. But outside of the bubble, the reality was growing harder every day to accept. It was too much to want Nicole like this and to feel so close to having her only to remember that she couldn't be further. Nicole was her roommate, her friend, a dream that was far too sublime to ever be Waverly's reality. Hey you. Waverly jumped slightly as Nicole's soft voice broke through her thoughts and she lifted her head towards the sound. The redhead smiled, her dimples somehow even more adorable, set in her cold reddened cheeks as she made her way up the patio steps with a coffee flask in each hand. Hey yourself, Waverly grinned, the warmth that spread through her in in the redhead's presence, instantly chasing the dull ache from her chest. She gratefully accepted the offered flask and lifted the blankets, shuffling herself over in the small pod to make room for Nicole to wrap herself in beside her. It had become habitual for them to seek physical closeness, cuddling up as they watched the TV or sat out at the fire pit, or lay on the couch till the small hours, talking over wine or beer or some strange cocktail concoction that Nicole had found on Pinterest and insisted on trying. It had become habitual, but the impact on Waverly's blood never seemed to lessen. Everything Nicole did just made her more appealing, and the way her body pressed against her own now as they swung absently was lighting a flaming heat low in Waverly's stomach that went way beyond the warmth of the freshly brewed coffee. I was thinking we should have a games night. Nicole raised her eyebrows as she pulled back slightly to fix questioning eyes on Waverly's. I've got this friend I know from the station, and maybe you can invite some people? Waverly's breath hitched in her throat, and she fought not to let the panic show on her face. A friend? What kind of friend? Obviously Nicole had friends. Obviously Nicole was allowed friends. Not that it had anything to do with Waverly either way. Obviously. But what kind of friend? A girlfriend? Boyfriend? Oh God... Was she going to have to watch Nicole on a date? Her heated blood was burning under her skin, and the multitude of blankets and the coffee flask and the warm press of Nicole's body was all suddenly feeling far too much, even in spite of the bitter air, 
and she was sure it was harder to breathe than it had been 30 seconds ago. Waverley had never actually asked Nicole about her sexuality. She wasn't a complete half-wit. She knew they were outrageously flirty, and she knew the impact she could have on Nicole physically when she wanted to, so she figured the redhead must be at least somewhat attracted to women, and on some level attracted to her. But she also knew that it wasn't completely unheard of for friends to be meaninglessly flirty. Nona and Rosita did it all the time, so she'd never asked because she was far too scared that Nicole would say that she was straight and crush the tiny part of Waverley that allowed herself to hope that just maybe this wasn't out of her reach. Not that it really made the blindest bit of difference which genders Nicole preferred if Waverley was going to have to watch her date someone who wasn't her. She took a deep breath. She had no right to be jealous. Nicole wasn't hers to be jealous over. And even if she was, she had no reason to be jealous. Nicole had said friend. She hadn't even mentioned a date, and Waverley was already planning her escape route to Marrakesh. She really needed to calm down. She closed her eyes for a brief moment, fighting to get a grip on her thought process as Nicole's brow furrowed, and she realised her roommate was waiting for an answer. She forced a wide smile across her face. That sounds amazeballs. Her smile grew genuine as Nicole's warm eyes sparkled and she grinned, pulling Waverly in closer to her side. Oh, I could make tacos. Do you like tacos? The question seemed to spark a mischievous glint in Nicole's eyes that Waverly didn't quite understand, but that flirty smirk was one that she was all too familiar with, and it set the butterflies racing in her stomach, even if she wasn't quite sure what it was for. She furrowed her brows. Is that a yes? Oh, I definitely like tacos, Nicole grinned. Tacos are my favourite. <laughs> <laughs>